After Hurricane Sandy in 2012, election officials in some parts of America decided that they would allow emergency electronic voting from home. You would download a ballot paper, fill it out, and then email or fax it back to them. And yes, some people still fax. This was a terrible idea, and here's why. Physical voting is centuries old. In that time, pretty much every conceivable method of fraud has been tried and has since been defended against. Because of that, attacks on physical voting don't scale well. It takes so much effort, so many people, and it only takes one person to leak your conspiracy and the whole thing falls apart. But electronic voting, you can attack with one person. And it can take about the same effort to change one vote as it does to change a million, and it can be done without even setting foot in the country whose elections you're trying to rig. There are two key parts of an election. First, anonymity. You cannot let anyone pay or bribe in order to change someone's vote or threaten them. If you put any identifying mark on your paper ballot, if you sign it, put your name on it, put a number on it, anything that could, in theory, be used to check how you voted, then your vote is thrown out just so no one can be forced or bribed to vote a certain way. And yet, because you marked your vote and you put it into a sealed box, and that box was only unsealed when it was surrounded by everyone with a stake in the election, you know that your vote has still been counted, even though you will never see it again. That's the other key, trust, or a complete lack of it. You never, ever, ever trust any one individual. Ideally, you don't trust any two or three. People can be bribed, can be threatened, can be incompetent. I mean, hell, people have been all three of those things at the same time. But like I said, the more physical votes you want to change, the more people it takes and the less possible your attack gets. Everyone can see what's happening and they can keep an eye on each other, particularly if they don't trust the... Uh, uh, the, the despicable people on the other side. So, let's talk about voting machines. Problem number one, auditing the software and hardware. Because in theory, you could have open source software that everyone has checked and everyone is happy with and that's been used for years, in theory. Never mind that you only actually do a full-scale test of this software every few years when there's actually an election. Let's say, theoretically, it can be done. How do you make sure that that software is what's actually loaded on that voting machine in front of you on the day of the election. And I know that immediately someone is going to want to comment uh, about checksums or crypto, which is great, except now you have to trust the software that's checking that hash, or more likely the one person who is checking it for you. You have just moved the problem. And if you're thinking right now, ah, oh, it's fine, I could verify that, then turn your brain the other way and think, how could I break that? Because there are trillions of dollars, it's not an exaggeration, trillions riding on the result of big elections, and that is an incredible motivation. If you're coming up with sneaky ways to get around it, believe me, so are lots of other people. Now, it might be one angry techie, but it might be an entire political party or the huge corporations who want one party to win, or entire nation states who want one party to win, and all that is assuming that you are even allowed to verify the software that's running, which you never are, because plugging unknown USB sticks into a voting machine is a bad idea. Not that that stops people plugging unknown USB sticks into a voting machine, it has literally happened. Let's remember, these machines have to be left in a room with the voter and no one else in order for the voter to cast their vote anonymously. Oh, and by the way, the machines are frequently programmed by sticking a USB into each of them in turn, so if you compromise the first one, jackpot! In practice, you don't have open source software, you have proprietary, unaudited software, which you just have to trust. This is real, by the way, around the world, there are some elections that run on this. And remember what I said, this is an election, you don't trust. And maybe you're thinking, okay, you can have an audit trail, you can have a, a paper backup that the machine prints out as you vote. In which case, congratulations, you have just invented the world's most expensive pencil. 
One of the reasons Britain gives people pencils for voting, by the way, is because we're worried that pens might be switched by any voter to contain disappearing ink. It might be an urban legend, sure, but if you want to do something like that, then erasing pencils, way more difficult than just putting disappearing ink in there, might be an urban legend, might be a plausible attack vector. That's the level of paranoia we're working at here. And if you think that you can get away with all this by using a pile of paper ballots and just counting them electronically, an electronic counting machine is still a black box that a pile of ballots goes into and a mysterious number comes out of. They've got exactly the same problems. Problem number two, votes in transit. There are three ways of moving the magic electronic ballot numbers from the voting machines to the final count. You could treat the machine like a regular ballot box, seal it in a plastic bag, move the physical machine with two people inside the vehicle to the count, and then you unseal it there. No one does this. You could copy the result onto a handy USB stick and move the USB stick instead. Do I need to run through how easily? No, okay, obviously I don't. Or, and this is what usually happens, you could tell the voting machine to upload the results over the internet, optionally through a third-party central server, probably not over a secure connection, and probably without any checksums or tests. Problem number three the central count program. Right at the end, there is the program that takes all these numbers, all these votes, and produces a final count. So now you have all the same problems that you have with the individual voting machines, except now only a few people can even see that computer, and it's been hidden away in a private warehouse somewhere for the last few years. So, you know, good luck verifying that. And all this, all this, is before we even talk about online voting. You could talk about all the ways you could hijack ballots, you could compromise computers, you could block an email address, because after Hurricane Sandy, the ballots were sent by email. Uh, any of the ways, you could do a man-in-the-middle attack on any of that. All possible. All entirely possible. And those are just if it's a well-designed system. There are reports of actual live elections where there are cross-site scripting attacks in the e-voting page, where they misspelled one party's name, where they put the wrong party's logo next to a candidate. Sorry, did I say elections? I meant election. That was all the same election, and it was one of the trials in Hampshire in 2007. But never mind all that. Depending on which security company you believe, somewhere between 5% and 50% of desktop computers around the world are infected with something. That's just the scammers trying to set up botnets and minor extortions on private computers. If you want to affect a load of votes, try infecting the computers at the public library. But never mind that! Because we've seen what some big scary countries and big scary corporations can do when they put their mind to it. Given that someone, someone, designed an immensely complicated worm that spread around the world just to break some Iranian centrifuges, imagine what someone could do if they wanted to throw an online election. Remember, when you hear, just trust us, or just trust me, or it's a computer, it doesn't go wrong in an election, something has already gone disastrously wrong. Imagine all this electronic voting only without computers. Would you be happy walking up to someone anonymous in a ballot box, or worse, just calling someone on your phone, telling them your vote, but they promise to keep it secret. And at the end of the election, all those people who have been sitting on their own phone up one other person in private and tell their results. And then that final person who promises to count it all up accurately just announces who's won. Because that is essentially what electronic voting is. It is a terrible idea. And if a government ever promises to use it, Hope they don't manage it before you get a chance to vote them out. Well, that's the problem with filming yeah. in a big city, mate. Because you can hear Rattley McRattleson and his, his massive tray of whatever it is is moving. Between that and the bagpiper and the sirens, we've filmed in front of a clock. Yeah. There's going to be some pedant who is going to run 
through this and work out how many takes we've done and what order they were in <laughs> and how many times I had to repeat that bit where I got really flustered. <laughs> what, the bit where the audio is all distorted? Yeah. <laughs> never, mind, never mind the fact that I started with slightly damp hair and I've ended with kind of Belinda Carlisle going on here. <laughs>